You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. You are my house, is the title of this devotion. That is what the Lord says here in Hebrews chapter 3, that we are his house, his dwelling place. That is pretty amazing when you think about it. And when you begin to study it out, how that all works, if you, for example, read also Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 4, how we're all joined together by one spirit to make a habitation of God and the spirit, as Peter would say in his first letter. It's just incredible when you think that we're living stones being joined together by one spirit to provide a habitation of God in which he is hollowed and glorified in our midst. Whereas Paul would write to the Corinthian church, when you gather together in the presence of the Lord Jesus, I'm there with you. I share that fellowship with Christ together as one body. And friends, I want you to to learn this, this incredible riches that He, Jesus, is at the Father's right hand to be the guarantor, to be the surety of this life that we now are given to live by His Holy Spirit, imparting that life that He has at the Father's right hand into us consistently, constantly, without failing, so that we now who have found righteousness with God through faith may live by Him. Oh, I believe in this with all my heart that the just, the righteous shall live by faith in Christ who is our life. And right here in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6, it says, But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of hope firm to the end. Christ, whose house we are, You are my house, says the Lord to you. You are my dwelling place in the Spirit. Jesus says here in John 14, okay, starting at verse 16. Oh, I love this thinking. This, listen to this. I will pray, says Jesus, the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Don't ever doubt that the Holy Spirit is not there for you. It's not possible to be a Christian and not have the Holy Spirit abiding with you and in you. And Jesus said, I'll pray the Father for the Holy Spirit to abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. You see, you cannot receive the Holy Spirit unless you acknowledge Jesus is the Son of God and He is your Lord and your Savior. People that refuse to acknowledge Jesus Christ cannot have the Holy Spirit abiding with them forever. They may feel something. Oh, what is that that I feel? Wow, I feel some power. But it cannot live in them unless that house has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Come on. You have to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. It says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? You were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which, is, which are God's. You see, you are bought with the blood the moment you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Immediately that what he gave himself for becomes yours. As many as receive him, it says in John chapter 1, to them he gives the right to become sons of God who receive a birth, not just a natural birth of their parents, but a heavenly birth from their heavenly father. Oh, my dear friends, this is more than you could dare ask, hope, or pray for. And Jesus said, I will never leave you like an orphan. No, I will come. A little while, verse 19 of John 14, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. Oh, I love that. Because I live, you will live also. At that day, when you begin to experience my life in you, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. That's why I titled this, You Are My House, with a capital, My. My, Jesus said, You Are My House. Oh, hallelujah. Then you will know, have that conscious knowing, Jesus is in the Father. And he is in me, and I am in him. Oh, glorious. He who has my commandments and keep them is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Listen to this. If you, if anyone, uh, let's, yeah, if, verse 23. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. Here it comes. And we will come to him and make our home with him. You see why I called it, you are my house. We are his home. We are the heavenly father's dwelling place in the spirit. Our body is not our own. It has been bought at a price. It is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirits, which are God. In Romans chapter 11, we get this incredible display of how God's mercy has come to us who don't deserve it. And then he begins by chapter 12, in Romans 12, by saying in verse 1, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. So first in chapter 11, he explains in detail this incredible mercy that we now can be part of God's family. And he says, therefore, I plead with you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Present your bodies and living sacrifice. You see, friends, we sometimes, we want to know that oneness in the spirit with God. We want to have connection with him in our spirit. We want our soul to be comforted and to be assured of eternal salvation. 
but we don't always want our bodies to be wholly His. And that is the residue of that old sin nature that seeks self rather than God. That would exchange the glory of being conscious of God for the shame of being self-conscious. That would sell the inheritance of oneness with the Father for the passing pleasures of the flesh, like Esau. And all these examples have been clearly set out before our eyes in the scriptures to help us realize the consequence of our choices. And those choices can sometimes contend with our soul as real as they did with Jacob and Esau. Jacob, God hated, the scripture says. Why? Because what was his, he sold for a moment of pleasure. And what was his had been purchased at such a high price of Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac, and Rebekah. They had lived by faith in God, and by faith in God over 20 plus years, they had seen the fruit of that faith producing divinity in their lives in such an unquestionable way that everybody could see that what they have came from God and not from self. And that was offered to Esau, and he sold it for a moment of pleasure and God hated that. He hated that. And that is often where we are tempted to give up the inheritance of faith in God, seeing the miraculous become the reality in our lives for momentary satisfaction of affection, of flesh, of, of money, of these passing things in this life. And God hates that. He hates it that we would give up the eternal blessings for the passing pleasures of this life. Therefore, he says in 2 Corinthians 4, do not look at these things that can be seen that are temporal, but look at what cannot be seen for a greater weight of glory is awaiting you as you exchange this passing life for the eternal life that is yours in Christ. Come on, dear friends. Let us live in such a way that the Heavenly Father can see in us that our hearts are sold for His glory and presence and power. You know, I, I, I read these kinds of scriptures and I find them always alive to me. And the reason they're alive to me because they live in my heart. And when your natural nature begins to connect with your heavenly nature and you begin to live in the Spirit, these unseen riches become seen in you these unseen heavenly glories become seen in you and all that was invisible became visible in Jesus and God wants it to be so in you and me that who Christ is at the Father's right hand becomes visible in this mortal body. In this mortal body. That's why we need to let this house (laughs) be wholly dedicated to His presence. And so I close with this from Philippians 2, verse 12 and 13, the classic amplified. Therefore, my dear ones, as you've always obeyed my suggestion, so now not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more because I'm absent, work out, cultivate and carry out to the goal and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust, with serious caution, 
tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, but timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. Of course, not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectively at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for His good pleasure, satisfaction and delight. Oh, how I love the yearning of the Holy Spirit in me, the groaning hunger pains of the Spirit in me for Christ to be fully formed in me, that I am wholly submitted to Him, wholly filled and flooded with Him, that my body is wholly the temple of the living God through Christ in me, and that the Father receives all the glory and praise through His Son in me, and that I live in this joy of being a, a body wholly filled and flooded with God. That's Ephesians 3.19, the Amplified. Friends, I pray that this take a hold of you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit to overflowing. Amen. Have a good day.